Oh my god, they have dolphins on their fucking ship. They have dolphins on their ship? Captain Spot, stardate 421082.4. I still don't get it. I got a hiccup. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Look, wait, wait. Did you stop because I was talking? Nope, the no. captain has hiccups. No. Captain, would you like that included in the log? No, don't put my hiccup in the log. It I makes me sound should, drunk again. I think we should keep it. It makes sense for the context as to why Captain, I mean, Ambassador Janae has once again taken over the show. No, she Hi, has welcome. not. No, not this time. It's the second time. And this time, we're doing the thing where we're going to watch the last one. This time, you have to describe 18 episodes. Cause the I thing do I'm, not. Yeah, the thing I'm going to do in the opening is like quickly get you up to date in what you've missed between Fuck. the start of season one and the end of season uh, two. Well, when are your hiccups going to be over then? God. I think they're done. I'll have a yawn. <laughs> <sighs> Look, it has been a day. I have been in the sun doing yard work all day. It's insane. Welcome aboard the Starship Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief short leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I am your captain, Ian Whittington, and with me as always, she puts the mom in a normal <laughs> to make you. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. a stretch. What a reach this week, Captain. Such a reach. I'm so tired. Um, how are you? Nervous about today's adventure. Uh, because uh, tired captains mean we <laughs> might be running into some trouble today. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be fighting the Borg when my crew were fighting their own fatigue. I did that in Picard's accent, but that's actually Riker's line in the best of both worlds. But well, I'm glad you explained both of those things. Well, somebody would have come at me and said, look, oh, that wasn't what Picard said. Riker said that to Shelby in engineering when they're discussing tactics. I was like, yeah, I fucking know that, dickhead. Okay, like- <laughs> okay, listen, you haven't heard the outtakes yet, so let's just give a little heads up. Ian is in a bit of a mood. <laughs> Ian got sassy. Um, before I sass anyone else, this week we're going to do the season finale of episode, damn it, the season finale of season two of Lower Decks, so that the ambassador is almost kind of caught up on Lower Decks before we start doing the actual show next week. So I almost actually decided to watch every single show and surprise you. That would have been incredible. But then I decided yeah. that during last week's show, there was this certain part of me that was excited to almost have no context and just watch the last one. Yeah, so here's my question to you. Yeah. Uh-huh. While you do the recap, I think I yeah. should take my headphones off because that way I have no clue what's going to be happening in the finale of the second season. You know, I'm only doing the recap for you. The people that are listening probably don't care. Well, they might do. They probably haven't. They may not have seen Lower Decks. I, I forgot we were recording a show for other people. It's not just... <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks okay. for listening. Let's go for it. Amazing. Um, no, if you want no context, then we'll just we'll go in. No, what if people want to know? What if they okay. want the recap? That sounds Take your like headphones fun. Off. Take your headphones off then. <laughs> no? Okay. The ambassador is gone. Now, what I was going to do was kind of go through each episode and see if I can remember what happens. So, episode two is Envoys. Um, no, can't remember what happens there. Um, episode three, Temporal Edict. No, can't remember that one either. Long story short, Mariner has continued arguments with her mother, um, but ends up coming round and they kind of get along a lot better now there's kind of a thing between tendy and rutherford or will they won't they uh boimler at the end of season one spoiler actually goes aboard the titan with captain Riker 
Um, so he changes ships, but then comes back, I think, sometime in season two, roughly. Um, and then, yeah, that's about it. There's a lot of tension between the crew and Boimler for Boimler leaving. And I think that's the summary. Right, let's see if I can grab Danae's attention. <whistles> Danae! Danae! It's really good that we didn't do the thing I was going to do, because I cocked it up. I was going to try and remember what happened in each episode title. I couldn't remember any of the episodes at all. I'm sorry. So let's just recap. For the yep. last few minutes, you've been looking at the episode titles, trying to just remember from your brilliant yep. mind that's exhausted uh-huh. today from all the yard work. Yes. So instead, I did really broad strokes of what I remember overall with no specifics. Okay. With that, <laughs> let's head to 10 forward for season two, episode 10, which is first, first contact. Toot beam to the Cerritos. Welcome to Ten Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Most important question first, what would you like from the replicator? Just any kind of water. Good, just plain water. You don't want to... Because I saw like this this cool water that had like electrolytes in oh, it. Oh, not and that shit. bullshit. You don't want some extra. Oh, no, I'm not that kind of person. Extra shit in your water? No. Okay, <clears> good. I'm glad we're on the same page. Good. <laughs> good to know. So I would like a um a season finale that wasn't stolen from Strange New Worlds, please, if that's okay. What do you mean? Cl- you oh, you're talking about the cliffhanger. The cliffhanger. The cliffhanger. Mm. The cliffhanger itself. But yeah, not the finale, so but normal. the cliffhanger. Cliffhangers are what, so normal. The, the, the main character getting arrested. Well, okay, so in this it's case, the it's the captain, and the other case, it's the first officer. Eh, potato, potato. It, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, so in this episode, we join the uh, USS Cerritos as it is assigned to support the USS Archimedes to uh, go on a first contact mission, and then they go into space and stuff, and suddenly a moon explodes, and that creates a debris field which attracts energy and stuff, so the Cerritos has to turn off all of the things, and then go and rescue the Excelsior before it crashes into a, a fiery... the Excelsior? The Archimedes, before it explodes into a fiery ball of starship parts on an alien planet. Uh, or if... Or... Or... Do you want to see oh. Steampunk Starship? Well, do I have a naked Trito burrito episode for you? It is so naked. It's so naughty. This, is, <laughs> this episode is all of the horny. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. It, okay, dolphins those dolphins are, are very horny. horny. Oh, you're right. You're right. Hey, Rutherford, get in here. Yeah, that was that was pretty so funny. good. <laughs> so, Danae, I'm dying to know, like in the the missing 18 episodes that you haven't seen, how strange was it watching this season finale? And what did you, did you have any questions? Did you enjoy it? What were your initial thoughts and feelings? I think, okay, 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 okay. I think overall, I enjoyed it. Um, it's very interesting to watch a finale of to the second season when clearly there's some storylines I obviously don't know and I've missed and that's mm-hmm. okay and that was a choice that I made. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> time A time-based choice. Like we really couldn't squeeze it all in. Yeah, for real. I I tend to think that finales are when the writers decide to be more obvious about some things. And so I don't know if it's just because it's the finale that the relationship that came to the forefront was definitely the mother-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. clearly it's like, we're finally coming back together and we're splitting you up again. And then they have that same vibe with um, Green and Robot, those two characters. 
Tendi and Rutherford. Tendi and Rutherford. Because, you know, he mentions having had to like delete her or something, you know, malfunctioned at some level. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was a clever way of going about like the romance, the will they, won't they. And then they did, but then they don't remember it because of amnesia, which is so mm-hmm. uh, soap opera. <laughs> it's a little bit more complicated than that <laughs> in this case. But yeah, mm-hmm. I see what you mean. Yeah, but it's a great way to tell that story again and to maybe mm-hmm. not have to be committal about there being like a long lasting relationship or something. So that was interesting. Yeah, there's always that pressure. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's just these new characters I hadn't seen before. Um, mm-hmm. What's her Who? Shh, shh. <laughs> what does she do? She's the main character. <laughs> Mariner? Mariner. I almost said Shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of is. She's a reluctant <laughs> Shepherd. Yeah. Um, Mariner has a, I mean, potentially new love interest slash annoying person because they they were kind of not getting along. Which tells me that the sort of annoyed with partner person maybe shifted away from the guy that you really enjoy. Blur blur there. Blah blah. Yeah. And maybe Blur Blur's big thing has been, you know, trusting himself to do big adventurous leaps of faith and he did the, just that, you know, in this episode and died. So that was interesting. <laughs> or nearly, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> survived. Died-ish. But yeah, I think that, I don't know, as a somebody who knows all these characters and saw so much context in between, was this a good hitting episode for you or did it feel like a little bit more of a putting bows on relationships and storylines and then like creating some tension for the next season? Yeah, this one hit me a bit weird because so... The season finale of season one was freaking incredible and they were never, ever, ever going to top it. So it it kind of links into the end of this episode as well. So the Pakleds return and they're a species that we've seen in the next generation and they basically steal technology from other um, species and then cannibalize it into their own ships. But they're really like linguistically dumb, really, really basic but they manage to scavenge things and put stuff together. So they do this, the Cerritos catches them, they get into trouble. At the, like, near the end of the episode, Riker turns up, Captain Riker, on the USS Titan, on his own ship, animated Riker, saves the day. And it's it's incredible! It's so good! And it hit me so hard because I read all of the... There's a series of Star Trek Titan books which take place after the last TNG movie, and it follows Riker and his new crew. And to then see the ship turn up, which was designed by a fan on screen, was incredible. It was such a great finale. It was so awesome. And at the end of that, Boimler is recruited to the Titan. So he actually leaves the Cerritos and doesn't come back until partway through season two. So that was like a huge, 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 huge season finale. And in this one, I couldn't help but expect a big thing as well so oh i'm sorry the dismantling of a starship wasn't enough for you the sheer pornography that we experienced of watching someone disassemble a ship while in space Uh that wasn't enough which is awesome as a regular episode it's great but as a finale i was expecting more there are porpoises (laughs) (laughs) now it did bring back selena uh selena gomez (laughs) damn it it did bring back Sonia Gomez, who is a character that we only saw in one episode, but she's kind of like a fan favorite. So she was she appears in TNG, the first episode where they meet the Borg, and she spills a cup of hot chocolate on Captain Picard. 
So when she's consoling the ensign that fell down and said, oh, I've done much more embarrassing things in front of much more intimidating captains. Oh, that's clever. That's what she's referring to. That's clever. And it's the same same actor, obviously same voice. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome to see her come back. That's fun. The brand new Excelsior design is so incredible. Pretty. Such a pretty ship. So there was enough for me, but man, I kind of wanted Riker back. <laughs> <laughs> Can we please just see the old people? That this show mm-hmm. is not at all about, but we still want to have like those that moments. That isn't afraid to reference. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. But, and then cliffhangers, I'm not a big fan of cliffhangers in general, especially ones where they're like, oh, they got arrested. Whatever, they're going to go to jail. I know she's not going to jail. I know that's not going to happen. Watch my words. Now she's in jail for five years or something and I completely have to backpedal. But yeah, it was. I enjoyed it, but it did hit me a bit odd for a finale. One of the big things that kind of hooked me in besides like the romantic... Uh, interactions or like even sometimes the emotional family ties that doesn't usually hook me into a show it's oftentimes more like witty writing or humor or just unexpected twists because my brain does Mm -hmm. make leaps in logic and then if i if i watch something that it's it hits every note for me and i expected it you know there's just a part of me that just shuts off and i'm like wait why am i why am i watching this at all why am i doing this i could write this show if that happens enough times in a row then um, I can appreciate it for what it is, but it might not hook me in for very long. And mm-hmm. in this one, the one thing that hooked me in was very clearly when Rutherford's, uh, he deletes his mem- his files and mm. then comes back to that memory we get to watch. That is yes. very, very interesting. That is the <laughs> most interested I became. Well, except for when the porpoises appeared, I had a lot of questions. <laughs> I have answers as well. So um, I really enjoyed that scene because... Not because of the horniness, but because there was this moment when they're like, well, why don't you swim down and get it? And they like clearly just like, it was not made for us. And they're like, okay, okay. We stepped in some shit here because the panels were not designed for flippers. And this is a big deal. That yep. cracked me up because that has to be like, why, why do they have them contained in this very long tube where they don't have anything that they can genuinely interact with because of their flippers? That just seems like a very bad idea. So here we go. Here's a Cetacean Ops lesson. So this all started back in Star Trek The Next Generation with a pass with a camera passing by a door. So we get lots of shots of like different decks and one of these doors said Cetacean Ops and nothing else. And we didn't know anything about Cetacean Ops until Lower Decks gave us an inside view. So people just guessed and they're like, well, I guess they have whales on board because cetacean means like of the whales and dolphins and stuff so maybe they just do things like what are they good at well they're really really good at like sonar and navigating so maybe yeah maybe they're just they help with navigation and that's where it came from so like these guys are just really great at navigating star charts and having a sense for like how to get through the galaxy and that's cetacean ops the original rumor was just like well i guess when they went to rescue the whales that they kept the whales and promoted them and put them on a ship. Oh my god. So this all came from like Kirk rescuing the whales is what the rumour is. And then that devolved into Cetacean Ops and God bless Lower Decks for giving us finally Cetacean Ops. It's so great. I didn't understand why Boimler said something about breathing in or drinking whale piss because it was like, those weren't whales, but now I get it. Mm, It's kind of like a... it's not just dolphins. There are whales in there as well. There are not. It is so small. Yeah, that's probably not. But It was like a test tube. It was way too small. 
I do love how horny they are, though. It's like, hey, Rutherford, looking good. Get in here, man. Get naked. I literally, and I don't know if you want to pull my audio when I reacted to the dolphins, because I was actually recording it, but I was like, what yes. the fuck are dolphins doing on this ship? <laughs> and they're in little uniforms. <laughs> they're in the little lower decks uniforms. It's so great. Oh, I love it. Um, no, that, that Rutherford moment as well was the big bit that caught me, because I am a sucker for a conspiracy mm. and like something that we have an explanation for but now we don't and he's just like hey i think i remembered something i wasn't supposed to let's address that later um that really got me um but yeah the thing with rutherford's memory from what i remember vaguely they he was getting really really close to tending and i think they actually went on a date eventually but then some kind of surge meant that he had to choose between dying and resetting his memory so there has been a theme in season two of relearning who Rutherford is and him re-establishing relationships, which is super fun. But i he's one of my favorite characters. He is so interesting. There were other things that I saw happen that I was really excited to see. There's this moment. So the captain is going to be getting a promotion and getting a new ship and she hasn't told anybody yet. And she's informed mm -hmm. that she's going to have to kind of pick and choose from her crew um, and it just seems like it's a very, I mean, just like you would imagine, it's a business thing. This is a business decision. It's not a family kind of feel. Totally. By the end of the episode, yeah. it is more of a family feel. And they're like, nope, we're in it together. We've just done something together as an mm -hmm. entire ship. Um, so like that was kind of a cool story arc within that. But there was this scene where all of the first officers are called into the off uh the captain's court, the captain's room. <laughs> yeah, the captain. It was either the, her, her her ready, her ready room, room. Yeah, 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 that's what it's called. I couldn't remember what it's called. Yeah. I think it was the ready room, just right off the bridge. Yeah. And they're all kind of like reacting to <laughs> this news. And is it Mr. Phillips? I don't remember all the people's uh, names. I wrote down Mr. Phillips. Uh, Billups. 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 So everyone has like really strange I names. It. Um, it's so great. Um, he goes on like this rant. He's like, that's fucking <laughs> so bullshit. Great. We're just as good as anyone else, you know, like all this stuff. And I was just like, "This is fucking nonsense!" Like, what? Yeah, so great. it's really. What's awesome is that Billups. Like, I don't think we saw him in episode one, but he is the chief engine. No, we did see him briefly. He's the chief engineer, but he's really mild mannered and he's like really polite <laughs> and really like kind of subdued. So that the is an even funnier scene. <laughs> yeah, he just he's like pondering and looking out into the stars, and he goes, "No, this is bullshit." <laughs> That was really fun. But it shows so me fun. like that's what it would be like behind the closed doors of something pretty major happening. You know, somebody kind of losing their shit. And another thing I kind of liked was when not Shepard, but Mariner. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Thank good you. save. Good mm -hmm. save. When Mariner kind of realizes that she's overreacting. She's not trusting her crew. She's being emotional at a really bad time when they don't have time to deal with her drama. Mm -hmm. And she walks off to go back to the bridge and do what she's got to do. Which is like, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I have actually done that. <laughs> My friend uh -huh. was like, okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, that was on me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You are super relating to, to Mariner, aren't you? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, for sure. She's intense. She's straightforward. It doesn't come off well. <laughs> she doesn't have a lot of patience for people's bullshit, which is sad. It depends on the day. You have yeah. to know me well to know when you're pushing it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. sometimes you just don't know and it pops out and i'm like you know what it's fine we're moving on and you just have to trust yep. what i say because i'm <laughs> i am clipping at a pace my friends i clip never at say a pace. are you sure to danae because she's already moved on mm -hmm. so mariner does have a like a really interesting arc as well she does go backwards and forwards between like trying to identify why she fights against 
being promoted and fights against command and her relationship with her mother does improve and they get really really close especially in the episode before this they have a big breakthrough um so yeah you managed to pick up on that pretty much straight away like you had a your prediction straight away was oh i guess they got really really close then because now Mm -hmm. she's sad that she's leaving Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and there's just ways that uh you know you can kind of see where the writers are wanting you know you to go what i love to see is it's not just the writers it's actually the animation too mm-hmm. uh, and the voice acting it all it all has to kind of come together and there's sometimes when like one element will play its hand a little bit strong and you'll make an assumption and i made some that were not you know right there was one prediction i had which was that the reason that um greenie was not in the log anymore was something to do with robots glitch oh you know I, and so that yeah, no, that I didn't play the same out thing. The first time I watched the episode, I thought the same thing. And I yeah. actually thought that he could see the reason that she'd been deleted, but it was covered up by the error. Oh, thing. that would have been interesting. So wouldn't it have been? he knows why she's been deleted, but can't see the whole yeah. picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do have some questions for you, and then I probably will find some other notes before we go on to our sins. Mm, go for it. Okay, so here's a question. At one point, Rutherford says, that's nokey-dokey for me. And my question is, did he say that a lot? Because that seemed like it was suddenly a thing. No, it's like he is super duper positive. Okie dokie, let's go. That's exactly how he talks. Yeah. So I can't remember if it's necessarily like a tagline or like a catchphrase, but he that's how he reacts to most situations. Like, okie dokie, this sounds impossible. Let's do it. Oh, okay. He's so that very was much got like that. a Geordie LaForge energy. Okay. I love Geordie. Geordie's the best he's so good there was also a moment when someone said something about a rubber ducky room and (laughs) can't help you on that one (laughs) is this just like at some point in time it's going to be the same thing as the salation room or whatever where serration whatever those are very different words sorry salacious ops (laughs) pretty much that's what it was Someone's going to be like, well, it was a ducky room. Rubber ducky room was mentioned in Lower Deck. So we're going to have that finally answered here. (laughs) 40 years from now, there's another animated show that finally goes into the rubber ducky room. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's where people Mm -hmm. get high. There's like rubber ducky hookahs. I have to say, okay, so something I really loved. The way that the ship looked when it was like steampunk naked was so so badass. freaking cool. I want that model. It was so cool. Like it was all copper and mm-hmm. neon. Yeah. And when it stops the other ship from descending further into the atmosphere of the planet, like the visual of the beam that's around them mm, and just everything sort of suspended there was so pretty. Oh, it's so pretty. This show is so, so pretty. The explosion of like the the solar flare into the explosion of the little planetoid thing and then the archimedes getting caught in that like energy wave it's so pretty so this cool. show is yeah. so well animated it's no so, truly so pretty when when that ship was you know getting hit by everything and mm. kind of slowly turning off i was like oh my god they could go for a really emotional moment here and show the ship just blowing up from the inside right now because mm. it was really taking you into that moment in a way that only like an animation or a cgi can bring to life yeah. whereas you know in movies or in television with the real life acting there's certain details that are just going to stand out like a sore thumb they're going to have to do like mm-hmm. an, a wall being broken into and debris flying around but you don't get this sort of really intense inward look at a ship being completely dismantled which was yeah. terrifying that was really scary i was like oh my god this is dark 
Yeah, especially like this is uh, the only person we know is Captain Gomez. So it could have been a way to kill her off and be like an emotional punch. It could have happened. Yeah, yeah. And and a way to kind of drive home something, you know, bigger of the storyline. I I would have mm. I wouldn't have thought twice about that being a potential thing. But mm. yeah, just the whole thing, like so once the disaster happens and then our guys are coming to the rescue and they're dismantling the ship piece by piece, mm. there's this shot too of like NCC seven five five or whatever it is. Yeah. They're just kind of floating off into space that was just a really cool Some shot. Awesome glory shots. And it's one of my favorite things about it is after 50 years of Star Trek, 55 years, how do you come up with like an original solution to a problem? Because they've done the, we need to get through this asteroid. We need to rescue the thing that's going to crash into a planet. How do you put like an original obstacle in the way and an original way to yeah. get through it? Stripping the ship of its exterior hull has never been done yeah and it probably can't be done in a live action show no. very easily no because you'd have would had to like rebuild shit. the model or yeah. you'd have to cgi it it just wouldn't yeah. look right no and animation is, is yeah. the perfect way to do it it's the perfect medium because it's all happening in the same medium and you don't have to cross them you know cross mm. them over it's just hey what what would this look like in theory um and it's just so fun it just looks yeah that's steampunk all of the pipes are exposed all of the circuits mm -hmm. are visible yeah, I love that so, so much. It's a great, great moment. And then this show also just kind of also flexing that it still shows its humor as well. Because when they're trying to problem solve, the one guy's like, what if we warped? And everyone just jumps down his throat. <laughs> I love that so much because that's the only like reason. Because they do the standard problem solving of why can't we do that? Well, it would blow up the ship. Why can't we do that? Well, the plasma relays won't allow it. But like, why can't they warp around it? The one question that they don't have a good answer for is the one the writers chose to go, blah, 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 you can't do it's that, so it's ridiculous. Funny. And, and like, you know okay, that's sorry. purposeful. That's 100% like, purposeful. And that's the so humor funny. kind of still showing up. And in uh -huh. this episode, I think because it's a finale, it didn't have as much humor for me, except for- It went for way more emotion. Again, it's super funny to suddenly have like all the sudden porpoise. That was really, <laughs> and that's not something that most people will ever experience because they're not nope. sh just watching- the second episode ever is this one. So <laughs> <Nope>. that's <laughs> that was an unexpected humor moment. Maybe mm -hmm. the people, when they saw it for the first time, they thought it was funny, too. I, I'm sure it was a really oh, great, great introduction. He's not breathing. His blowhole is broken. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Killed me. So good. And, and then I think the next time they were like, uh, quick, you know, like, don't let him get too dry or something, because yeah. that would be bad Because <laughs> that would them. be what happened to them. <laughs> it was it's so, so great. Using that their was great. Logic. Super, super didn't expect that. Oh, of all the so things funny. that I would never have expected nope. to be guess, on the ship. something in this in this episode. I guess rubber ducky room and porpoises yep. are super good candidates. But, oh, also this episode, an unexpected thing was a joystick popping out of an armrest. That was, I was like, oh. oh. It's so great. So that's a nod to um, Star Trek Insurrection, which is the third TNG movie. And it's a little, it's it's played seriously on screen, but it is such a super eye-rolly moment. Riker is in command of the Enterprise and the engines are down. Everything is going, I'm going to have to go to manual. So he says, diver helm control to me. And in the captain's chair, that is exactly that what happens. Like a PC flight simulator joystick comes up from the captain's chair. And that is how he's piloting the Enterprise for a nebula. 
and he like he'll push forward and the nose will dip and he'll go left and the, oh it's the so great it's like left. a video game man it's so cool but there's no no fucking way that's how you're you're maneuvering it could be, this, this it ship. could be you, you know what it chance. could be it could not be. a chance but it is <laughs> it's still so cool so it's the perfect thing for lower decks to do because you'll probably never see it live action again because it's so eye rolly but I guess uh, for lower decks. another thing that we love to see is when fleets show up. And this episode also had a fleet show up moment. That was kind of fun so, to see the other ships sort of so on screen. Ships. There's the Nova class. It's my favorite ship. I got it here. <laughs> he's grabbing his he's he's grabbing his this ship. Is, this is the this is the ship. This is the one. Oh that was yeah, on that's screen. it. There it is. Yeah. How cool is that? You actually have the ship. I actually have one of the ships. So I lost it when I saw that. I was like, it's a Nova class. Yes. That's amazing. One of my favorite ships. It's so great. Yeah, so, that so was great. that was fun. Um, mm-hmm. Some other things that oh, another thing that I thought was funny was the um, uh, when Greenie is welcomed into Tenby. like the officer level, like she's going to be going up as officer. She mentions mm. someone, and the cat responds with, "Who the fuck is that? I don't know who that is. I meant it's Spock." So great. <laughs> and then I mean, they a science hu- officer like Dax. Like, no, <laughs> who the like, fuck is Dax? I mean Dax. Spock. <laughs> it was so funny. And then, like, they hug and the cat purrs, and it was just oh, so, so great. So great. She'll, that happens a few times throughout the series where something will happen and she'll get like neck scratches and she goes, like, purrs and like immediately diffuses the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great. So, so good. Yeah, I think I have. I mean, my only prediction would be there was a couple of lines that make me feel that this next sort of like arc will potentially be Boromir's. <clears throat> <laughs> Boimler. Boimler's. God, what a name. Would be Boimler's um, probably ascension into like towards captain, like leading towards captain. Because there's a couple things that was said, and that was that about ego. Like the thing that the Mm -hmm. mom says kind of in the daughter's direction at one point was like that the captain that they had on the Archimedes ship. Mm -hmm. Gomez. That she still allowed um her to go forward with the mission and that that yeah. shows that she lacks ego like there's no ego on that one mm-hmm. so i feel like the ego of uh shepherd mariner is gonna be maybe that thing that she struggles with pretty hard is like a self-awareness that if she wanted mm-hmm. to actually have control she would need to fight her ego a little bit oh, whereas sure. bora Bormler's mm-hmm. he's probably more just naturally without an ego because that was specifically touched on the nose a couple times that's mm-hmm. the only real prediction that i have the because the, the captain has to have an ego but it has to delegate command as well and beckett mariner is not good at letting people do things for her like with the dolphins they had to beat her to say get out of here we don't need you boimler can do it you go sort your mum out um and that's a hard that's a trait you need as a captain to trust your crew to do yeah. the thousand jobs that you're not supposed to be doing yeah uh, I don't have a prediction for who has taken the robot and done this mm. weird thing with robot. Do you have any predictions? I so they said, don't worry, he'll assume it's elective. So he had a problem. They said, oh hey, we'll fix it. So they've been looking for a test subject of some sort. So my guess is that they are trying to. They're either trying. This is a wild guess. They're either trying to recreate data and have more like some kind of mix between data and a human but that leads me to the borg so i'm wondering if like section 31 which is like the dark undercover super secret spy branch like the tal shiar but for the federation for starfleet if they're trying to create their own borg drones 
and Ooh. Rutherford is like an example where they can just snap a finger and control him. Take him so over. I think he's oh, going to be man. taken over, brainwashed, and he'll like take control of the ship and kidnap <gasps> everyone. What if the alerts are them trying to take over and him resisting? And so yeah. he deletes something and then they, ha- mm. they have, they're just slowly gaining control the more he deletes. Uh-huh. Oh, so I think no! he's going to get taken control of and oh, take shit. over the ship or something. Oh, yeah. that'd be so cool. Gonna be fun. That's my we'll see, we'll see. Um, so yeah, other fun things from the episode. I think we've hit them all. Just yeah, visually yeah. Visually gorgeous. Love the Excelsior class ship, the the revamp. Um, love seeing Gomez. Um, yeah, so really, really, really solid episode. And I'm really glad that you're still enjoying the show and still enjoying like the humor of it. And yes, I cannot wait to do all of season three with you. Like, if there's anything that pops up that has been referenced that we've missed, as usual, we'll we'll go through it. But no, it's a it's a great ride, and even this still works as a solo episode for a lot of a lot of reasons. Hundred percent, I would mm. I would agree. Having just experienced that, I thought, Heck yeah, you didn't. I didn't really feel like I was missing much. To good. that was really really important. Mm-hmm. I wasn't That's, confused. I mean, I was confused good. about the porpoises, but we just worked that out, so it's fine. Everybody, I think ninety percent of people were confused <laughs> about the porpoises. <laughs> okay, with that, let's head to engineering for instance is futile. Uh, Battle stations, everyone. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sim brains, remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin, and some ships are without hulls. What did you have, Ambassador? I just want to point out, he said hulls, not holes. Hulls. It's a hard word for English people to say. Uh, I saw that they were soldering pieces of the ship together before the hulls were taken off. Uh, and I just want to say that should never be in the hands of humans, ever. Oh, do you mean with just, phasers? Just have to seal them up with phasers. Like she was in the middle of an emotional argument with her mother, and just like <laughs> was welding, and then she's like, like talking and getting frustrated. And then she's, and I'm like, did you finish? Because it didn't look like you finished. Nope. And there, and this is why humans could not be trusted to just weld up all the holes. That needs to be something that's just like a button <laughs> controlled by the yeah. like the the ship. The ship heats up the stuff so yeah. much that it seals things Cleans that itself. should not be people Sorry. that's fair i was very um, very very concerned about that also like phases just so multi-purpose like do you not have actual soldier <laughs> guns for that like are you just gonna shoot it to death like what's going on there everybody just shoot at a at a it's just seal everything up yeah you know what to do because this is something we cover in in star yeah, welding <laughs> welding it's part of the command program We're gonna, yeah just in case you have to deconstruct your hull in the mm-hmm. middle of space, we're going to teach you how to weld this door shut. Well, that was one of my sins, is the captain was like, we need every single crew member, even the bird, who is a therapist, we need you to suit up and start taking the ship apart. No! It's fair. I, just like, I don't care if 100 people need heart surgery. I'm not going to be able to help you in that situation. I no. cannot strip the ship of its hull. It's this is when you do. need to know yourself well and say, 
I can't do that. Yeah. But I can get everyone snacks so that when they're I hungry. Can, exactly. <laughs> I can charge the phases. That's right. I know how to do that. <laughs> I got the witty retorts. I can do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, my biggest sin was why doesn't, why does it take Rutherford so long to get help? Why doesn't he go straight to Billups, go straight to engineering? It's like, hey, I can't see. And this is pretty important. Like, immediately go to engineering. Is it because that they're deleting parts of his brain that allows him to think anything other than potato level? Because Possibly, but the show sin- doesn't tell us that. My sin is that he has, quote unquote, the sarcastic kind of quote unquote, by the way, uh-huh. friends who hear him say his thingy doodle yeah, is acting uh-huh. up. And they're like, sorry, have to decorate. And also... Peace out. I want fajitas. You just right. You just heard your friend say my thing is acting up. Can you help me? And mm-hmm. no one responds to that at all. This would be like imagine you're in a wheelchair and it'd be like saying, "No, I can't do you a favor because my wheels are broken. I can't go anywhere." And yeah. I'm saying, "No, yeah, I got to decorate, so I got to yeah. get some fajitas." Like I got, I got some stuff happening. Help. You know, I, I, I don't want to do that right now. That's, that's just, crazy. it's just too much. Yeah, it's yeah. so. I was so angered by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally agree. Totally agree. Rutherford should have got help from his friends and colleagues. From, from his friends or someone. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Your um, turn. We talked about this while we watched it. Um, we we lost some of that conversation, so let's have it again now, Captain. Mm, let's there's do it. a there's a moment when we're on our burrito ship. Yes. And um, the captain is mad at her daughter, and then all of a sudden it's red alert. They mm-hmm. walk into the bridge, and and. Dude's like, oh no, a solar flare. And then mm-hmm. it cuts over to the screen. Solar flare pops off, hits the moon thingy, this part, yep. this dead thingy, breaks it up and it turns into the debris that mm-hmm. they can no longer like get through very easily. And it's what destroys the Archimedes ship and mm-hmm. causes all the problems. We cut to Archimedes ship who is hanging out doing nothing and <laughs> totally caught unaware. And I think that's absolute bullshit. There's no way they didn't have some kind of an alert pop up about the same solar flare that the burrito did from so far away. Yeah, I, in in that conversation that is lost because Ian's recording, decided to not. It was awful. Uh, it was painful, we, but it's we fine. Should, we should we talk to your well. computer about that later. We should. I'm going to have a firm talking to it. It's going to be talking very adamantly with my foot. Um, I was trying to figure out, like, maybe they were in a blind spot or the Cerritos could detect it because it was further away. But then scanners, that shouldn't matter. There should just be an automatic... It shouldn't need somebody looking at a screen. It should absolutely be like, beep, 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 solar flare, solar, solar flare, debris, flare. debris, get yeah. out of here. Like, yeah. it, and the, the ship should move itself. It shouldn't even need somebody to press a button. It should be proximity alert, shields up, move away. Like, we- all automated. We live in a time when cars are now moving yes. away from things of danger. Mm-hmm. So in the future, you know that that would be happening on ships. Absolutely. like 100%. We, as biological fallible beings would not be allowed to touch yeah. the warp core, pilot the ship, do anything with the phases. I think everything would be pretty much automated. You'd need a crew of like four people at most. And they would all be just super pacifists. Yeah. <laughs> No, you're not allowed near the guns. Mm-hmm. Um, I this is something that always bugs me in all of Star Trek. Why do birds in- suddenly appear? Yeah, every time you are near, especially therapy right. birds. 
Mm-hmm. Um, why is it like whenever they visit a planet that is warp capable, there are never, ever any ships in orbit or nearby that belong to the aliens? And this first contact species, which means they've not... I mean, this could be... Like, this is the first time that they're meeting and they don't have any ships nearby. This could be an invasion force. And there's just no ships in orbit. There's nobody that can help the Archimedes on their side of the planet. Like, this ship is... Com- this planet is completely defenseless against this ship. And I never get it. Why isn't... If we're sending ships to, like, different planets, we should have our own shit locked the fuck down. We should have, like, satellites up everywhere, like, just laser beams going off all over the place, defense grids... And it's just like, hey, come down, have a drink. It's fine. It's crazy. I'm going to pretend that I followed that and say, yeah, that sounds crazy. I agree with you completely. My bottom line is, why weren't there any more ships near the Archimedes? Why? Just why? Why was it on its own? Crazy. Well, I'll go with a simple one, uh, which is just <laughs> littering. The- <laughs> Where? Oh, space of the... the- the, just, the panels yeah, yeah mm-hmm, that's fair mm-hmm. maybe like oh, i'm sure if, they'll collect them if we were to do this particular one maybe like each panel would be have its own little ding 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 yeah. ding <laughs> and just slowly adding up throughout the episode as oh, it's man, just I space littering would. yeah littering ding, mm-hmm. ding 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 um i would love like if in a future episode they they get sent into the future or something and there's this planet that has a god called like severitas or something and they find this like panel that says USS Cerritos on it and it's like their monument and it's like their bible <laughs> because it just landed on a random planet. hundred percent. It's gotta happen. That's so funny. Um I'm really baffled by this debris field. I don't know much about debris fields, to be honest, but how big is it that they can't fly around it? They have eleven hours. Oh they- it it said that it was like permeating the entire like atmosphere, and I was like, "That was fast. That was that fast. So fast." I don't know much about particle physics, but that happened really conveniently quickly. quickly for the plot Cute. for you to yeah. need to do this. Uh huh. Yeah, we don't ask those questions; <laughs> it'll no, all fall we apart. Just accept it. Yeah, no, that would uh, be sinned for sure. Uh, one of them that I would try to sin is this idea that we'll have to quote unquote go old school. So they take the they take the panel with the <laughs> the viewer so off, yeah. and it's just like. A little open space, complete, just fucking open space. It's like yeah. it's like the first cars that their windshields were yes. just not there. Little bits of bits of glass, yeah, yeah, it could fold so, down. Yeah, so when they got back from their drive through the countryside, they were just covered in insects that smacked yeah. into their faces, and they realized we need <laughs> something to protect us. So yeah. in this case, it's some sort of force field or something, right? That they can just simply fall out of. No, there's no force field because they can't have any energy sing- signatures. They so can't they have can any just, power. But they also then do not have tethers of any kind. So let's just talk about the Are choice. They in space suits? But she just falls out of the front. She just oh, falls out of the Oh, yeah, she should be magnetized. She should yeah. not be able to fall out of the front. Some kind yeah. of a tether. And if there aren't any available, grab a fucking rope. And if there isn't yeah. one, replicate that shit before you're just yeah. like, hey, it's just me in space. Have a buddy. <laughs> Have a buddy that you're tied to. <laughs> yeah. Buddy up. Exactly. Something. It's also some bullshit that that Andorian was still on the outside of the ship. I was like, the paneling is done. What are you doing here? Just ready to grab Mariner. That's yeah, that was that was that was the romantic cliche that we would definitely ding. Yeah. Ding. Um, I thought it was odd that like obviously it was to cause drama, but um, Doctor Taana like doing the dramatic file delete and she's going to go into sciences like that's not how that would happen it would be a like a review 
conversation with Tendi and being like, hey, if like there's this assumption that because you're performing really, really well, you have to be promoted and you have to go and do the next job and you have to go and do something else. What if she's really happy in sick bay? What if she's found her happy place? Like, why are you assuming that she wants to go on going to the sciences or I mean, if you're going to fast track her, why not fast track her to like senior physician or like a doctor or something? They probably like, have it's protocol, such a right? Strange... They probably have some kind of protocol. I don't know, but it just seems like a strange sideways move to say you're doing so great in sick bay, you should be on the bridge doing sciencey stuff. It was just weird to make that decision for her. It seemed to me that it was based on how quickly she adapts, and that might be something that they can't teach. So maybe that's why they're sending people that kind of have that ability. Who knows? It's true, but it also doesn't like explain like what if she's happy <laughs> in the medical field? Like no, 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 I'm good. No, they don't. I'm she doesn't here. get to decide Thank that you. for herself. Sorry. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I'm sure um, you'd allow that. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely send the moment that, you know, everything is saved. Now they get to go do their actual first contact or their first first contact, depending mm-hmm. on which ep- which which one you're watching. Uh, it's baffling to me that Paramount Plus got the oops, episode title oopsie. wrong. Really? Uh, Come on. So they beam down for this first conversation and literally just continue to pick up the mother-daughter chat where daughter is all like, Hey mom, I'm real proud of you, and you know this is it. I'm like, you're meeting First an alien species. Contact. Species, can you please wait? <laughs> yeah, get some perspective, people. And maybe it's because I'm a mom and it was triggering. Like the second that I'm on the phone, Iris is like, "Mom, I need this," because she has to have my attention. And so maybe it's like they're playing with that idea that she's just so childlike that she can't figure her shit out. Nothing else exists other than herself and her mom at that moment, mm-hmm. um, or the plot needed it to get wrapped up two things at once probably um that kind of leads into my final scene which is uh, just a bit too much emotion (laughs) and it's because like the series has hit on it a lot there's a lot of mariner being a pain in the ass and fighting against things and sometimes it's done hilariously and sometimes it's a bit too earnest and in this episode it was a bit too much for me it was a bit too much of i'm glad to have the dynamic of hey i'm actually going to miss you but it was still too much of just be happy for her. This is not how humans actually resolve their problems for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. don't, especially when you work for your mum as well. Like, I don't know. It's just, it was a bit too much. I, I get you have to have the emotional stuff, but it's just a bit too much for me. Too many emotions, Danae. Too many so emotions. in other words, you would write a skip sin? Skip. <laughs> yeah. Skip it. Um, My last sin is actually an outtake. Uh, and this was when... Mariner mom is walking down the hallway and I would play the shame, shame, shame from Game of Thrones with Cersei <laughs> yeah, Lannister. Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, no, that was my other scene was if it's urgent, like this person, so this is completely made up footage. They do deal with the pack leads again, but this is manufactured footage and the alleged crime is supposed to have happened during the mission that she was just on. So they, the Starfleet police think that this was a cover mm-hmm. for the war crime that Freeman was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, if she's committed this massive crime, why are you waiting until after the celebrations are done? Why have you allowed her to do this first contact with this these aliens if she's this dangerous? And like, also, why parade her in front of the crew? Like, you'd like, we're going to want to take you out the back door for this part. For the shame, shame, shame. Um, also, when I just beam her out. Yeah. Let's let's just avoid there being any trouble or her, you know, like, yeah, just beam out. But then you can't do the shame, shame, shame walk, which was part of the fun. Of course. 
<laughs> and it's all made worthwhile for your outtake. Yes, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's it for me. That's it. Okay, guys. So next week, we're going to be doing back to immediately sinning stuff as it happens, as it is. So sinning, damn it. It's not actually sinning. Whoa, reviewing. Whoa, whoa. Immediately reviewing reacting. stuff as it appears. We're reacting to reacting it. Reacting pods. We are instapodding uh, lower decks as it happens. So in the UK, I think it comes out a couple of days later on Amazon Prime, but we are getting it pretty much the same time as the US, which is such good news. It's awesome. Um, so yeah, join us next week and we'll be doing season three, episode one. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. I am Ian Whittington and my blowhole is broken. Um, it's interspecies flirtation from me as well. Two porpoise <laughs> references. <laughs> Salacious cetaceous. Um, live long and porpoise. I only signed up for the pod part for the record. Hey, it's a pod. See you next season. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Right, what was your hilarious headline you found? Okay, I'm only I'm only going to read what I can read, and you know how headlines are these days. You never see the full <laughs> title until you actually click on it. I'm only going to read what I can read. That is good, good, <laughs> solid advice for well, anybody that can read. What I meant is, what I meant by that, Ian, is that <laughs> I didn't. God, <laughs> God, I didn't click on it to discover what the whole thing is about no no one does nowadays it's just headlines and then regurgitate no, it i do i well, i will read the full headline sugar cubes can cause eyesight loss in iguanas when, That's when the did, i'm said. sorry when did your headline stop here's where my headline stops <laughs> a missouri pastor has apologized after berating his congregation for being quote poor broke busted unquote and not getting him a luxury dot 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 <gasps> And I'm like, Christmas don't click birthday it. present. Don't click it. Don't click it. Birthday present. I'm gonna say car, luxury car, maybe. Shh, no, that's too specific. Because why would he be expecting a car from his congregation? Why are you expecting anything from your congregation? You absolute waste of a public figure, dick. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, that was yeah. very well controlled. Good job. <laughs> it could have been worse. Can I show you something that I've made? Please. This is gonna go in Iris's lunchbox tomorrow oh. in her lunchbox. Oh, oh, that's so sweet. And I'm about to I'm about to color it in. That's going to be so sweet until she says, I was expecting a toy in my lunchbox and all I got was this stupid card. So after <laughs> all of that that I went through yesterday with explaining to her why she cannot mm. have every toy, which... Oh, by the way, everyone, that was a card that said I love you on, the, on it. Does anyone think it would be anything else is my question. <laughs> you know, grow the fuck up, kid. School's only going to get worse. Just the words eat. <laughs> eat it. <laughs> eat your fruit, dickhead. Yes, this is your lunch. <laughs> Love, mom. I have this mailbox outside of my door in uh-huh. my house, but it's like a flat mailbox. It's it like more more for keys and a couple of letters yeah. than it is a mailbox. Did you ever but find I the thing that I put in there? What did you put in there? Oh, never mind. There's nothing in there. I've cleaned it out multiple times since you've been. Okay, good. Did you put something in there? An iris ticket, maybe? No, that's you'd have found it. It's fine. I would have found it. Not Iris. Huh? Are you being a Can dick I... right now? <laughs> you are, aren't you? You're being no. a dick. <laughs> no. Did you put something in there? What? Ian Whittington. You're about 12 seconds from losing me. 
No, entirely? Entirely. I'll just, no. I don't got time for this shit. Did you put something in that mailbox? No, ma'am. Thank you. So anyhow, I have this mailbox in the hallway mm-hmm. yep. for Iris. Mm-hmm. And she hadn't checked it for a while. And I asked her if she had looked. And she said, no. And she opens it up and I had cut out this really cool sticker. Do you know who Lisa Frank is? No. Okay. So she was this pop artist or is this pop artist that was popular, I think, in like the 90s. And mm. she's having like a little resurgence, um, very bright colors and such. Yeah. Anyway, I just cut one out and put it in there for her, and she just found it. it so so cute, adorable. Because she knows I have to work, but I also yeah. want to leave fun things for her. So sometimes she'll write me notes and and put them in there, and I'll find them. That's too. a really good idea. Still some contact with working mama. When you've done some garden work, uh, some yard work and you need to get rid of all of the trash, where do you take it? And the local swimming pool is not the answer. <laughs> um, what do you call it? There is a place you can take, like, branches and stuff like that. Yeah, like yeah, big yeah. things. Or like, mm-hmm. or, like, appliances and stuff. Or, like, huge, like, lots of lots of stuff. Well, there's different places you can take it around here. There's, like, a brush pile place where they'll take hmm. bigger things that are more biodegradable and then there's junkyards where you can take cars and stuff okay um but then there's the landfill which is the big dumping ground it's the big shithole of the united states so what they let you go there so there so somebody owns that land usually a garbage company of some kind maybe the state i honestly don't know because i'm not one of those people that knows these things 100 Mm percent. but mm -hmm. they literally just like take your garbage bags and they just chuck them on land and it's just layers and layers and layers and layers of hundreds of years of just trash so what they do like up. organize it or try to recycle it do you not like have like recycling centers <laughs> where is this coming from we haven't got to your original like why are you asking so, me because i know that so we have places dedicated for that and i knew that the name would make you laugh and i don't know if oh. you had an equivalent in america so throughout england there are places that you can, well, and Scotland and Wales, but whatever, um, <laughs> that you can take things and you can, they, they organize it, but they're very, very, very strict. So there's like a big bin that's for grass. There's a big bin that's for metal, big bin that's for wood, big bin that's for like carpets, big bin that's for like appliances. I'm getting very, the very, vibe like of a big bin. Separated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear it. Yeah. But we call it a skip or skip. a tip. A skip, a tip or a tidy tip. We're going to take it to the tidy tip. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I knew it would make you laugh. Tidy tip sounds like some kind of a a character from like a kid's book. If you're going to make a kid's book for kids that are raised in England, it would be Tiny Uh Tip learns how to like separate his garbage. Yeah, learns how to recycle. (laughs) Tidy Tippy. Oh my God. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, or a skip. We're going to the skip to, to take the rubbish out. Yeah, I just didn't know if you had those places. So where would you go? Well, we do have recycling centers as well. But right. I believe, for the most part, that is entirely up to the individual if they want to actually um, recycle or not. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's good to know. I won't do any big projects in America then. Today, can we go to New York to the new Star Trek exhibit? When? Please. Uh, three weeks from now. No. Four weeks from now. No. Anytime this year. No. Anytime next year. No. <laughs> you said yes. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Do you not know what you agreed to? 
when did I say yes I was going to go next year? No, I said can we go to New York to the new Star Trek exhibit exhibit and you said yes. Yeah, I didn't say when. <laughs> oh. I watched First Contact for the millionth time last night and there's long story short they end up in the past and Picard is touching the first or Picard is next to the first ever ship that went faster than light. The was the warp, the very first warp ship. And he touches it. And Data's just like, Why are you touching it? Why are you being weird? Like, does it change something? And he's just like, Yeah, touching it makes it more special and it makes you more connected to it. And I was like, It's me. I touch everything. Like all of these, like <laughs> when we did like the tour of the East Coast, like I just touched everything. I was like, I touched the Washington Monument and I touched the Lincoln chair, but I didn't. But I touched the building. No, but I, I thought just, about yeah, it. I thought I about t- touching him. Yeah. Everybody I thought thinks about, about it. Lincoln. And then they look around, they're like, where is security? Uh-huh, they should be somewhere, shouldn't they? Oh, there definitely are, and that's the scary part, was when you know that they're just, like, seconds from repelling from some secret... Oh, my bit, goodness. Like, <laughs> ...ceiling place. <laughs> Lincoln's head just folds off, everyone <laughs> jumps out of it. Uh, that seems impractical. I watched The Coolest Thing today with Iris. There's this YouTube channel that I used to watch many, many years ago, and I hadn't gone back in quite some time, but it's this guy who's super passionate about aquarium. Right. But but really, I guess self-sustainable. No. (laughs) (laughs) No? Why would I say... What what is wrong with you? I got the wrong vibe. I'm sorry. I misread this conversation. Yeah, apparently what kind of what, what vibe am i giving off jeez he's just like licking the aquarium glass and stuff okay for the record my tongue has never once been out of my mouth to indicate that, that wait what it's never never once been out of your mouth in ever. this conversation right in this that's conversation. not what i said it's not, that's not what i said it's <laughs> not what i said i think they're more like interesting all natural ones i don't remember but he has super super high-res cameras clean perfect pictures it's amazing and he's very particular so he'll put individual plants into the lava rock that he's procured and like set up and equalized the the water the right way and it's Mm -hmm. all like this self-sustaining little volcano rundown system and then Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he watches all the algae explode and takes out all the stuff that makes it like not work with daylight very well and introduced some shrimp that went ate all the algae in four days and then introduced a couple more different kinds of fish creatures and they're all he's just watching them and it's just like you're right up on this microscopic level watching a shrimp a tiny shrimp crawl up the volcano side to get to the top of where the water is and you're like go little guy anyway you can do it it was the perfect video to watch with a five-year-old because we're both just fascinated and it's this person that has to be so patient because mm-hmm. he removes the out al- or he puts the plants in with little tweet like the long 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 tweezers mm-hmm. like just tiny bits at a time he removed the algae tweezer pinch by tweezer oh my pinch goodness. so he's very particular this person is highly intricate and so it's fascinating to watch someone who removes all of the algae bits with like Oh my goodness. A comb that's really, really fine and just pulls all of them out slowly. And I mean, no wonder he makes a YouTube channel about it because, like, you've got to have something as an end result. It's like, if I'm going to do this, people are going to watch me suffer. I'm not doing this alone. <laughs> I don't think he's suffering. I think he's really enjoying it. So, this really wound me up. I got a pizza yesterday and I never should have done because it wound me up. 
So I've got a pizza that comes to the door and they've got like three leaflets on each pizza. Yeah, I ordered two pizzas. Yes, I live alone. Stop it judging me. Um, and each like box has like three leaflets on it. And uh, there's a little QR code on one of the leaflets that says, our team work really, really, really hard. Please consider tipping them. I was like, hey, if they work so fucking hard, maybe you should pay them. Like, if you, if you, why am I paying your employees? I'm paying you for the pizza, dickhead. This pizza did not cost £30 to cook, make, and get here. It cost like £6, and £4.50 of that was in petrol. You pay them. Why am I doing it, dickhead? You sound like one of those <sighs> radio guys that just rants all the time about shit that doesn't matter, but. Yeah, I should get a podcast. <laughs> I'm pretty mad right now, man. You okay? Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Well, YouTube annoyed me as well. This YouTube. So I'm... Get it all out, man. Get it all out. I'm a misguided gentleman. So I like to watch fail videos on YouTube because I like to watch people in pain, apparently. And there's this one particular channel that's been around for a while. And just recently, they've started putting disclaimers on each clip saying nobody was harmed in this footage. And they're lying to me. People were absolutely harmed in every single video. If not, it wouldn't be a fail video. If there wasn't some sort of harm happening, you wouldn't have 50 billion subscribers because we all enjoy watching people fall down and get hurt. So don't give it, don't like try and clear your conscience with me, laddie, by putting a disclaimer on each clip <laughs> saying nobody was harmed. There is a dog with a packet of crisp, like a, a crisp bag over its head. It walks around and falls off a patio. Which is hilarious, but it gets up and walks off and it says no no animals were harmed. Yes, that animal was harmed and embarrassed. You watch harm videos? They're just fail videos. Do I like, don't you know, know you down. at all right now. Who are yeah. you, Captain? Oh my God. People falling down. It's great. Like nut shots are the best. They're hilarious. They never stop being funny. <laughs> I, I, I unapologetically love the Jackass films. I just mm, do. Mm-hmm. They're great. Cool. I can do it with less vomiting, but... The nut shots are great. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I feel like you're reassessing your role on this show and whether you should be on it anymore. No, don't just don't wonder about why I'm backing towards the door, you know? <laughs> Make sure you get it on camera because you might fall down. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Yes. Today I decided to paint my fingernails mm-hmm. and I thought, oh my God, I'm going to do it like I used to when I had so much time. Mm-hmm. So I put on three layers of nail polish. So there's is there like a primer, a polish, and then a sealant? Depends on the kind that you use. This is just straight paint. Okay. So the first layer was smooth, but mm-hmm. I didn't like, I like to let them dry in real thin layers. So I usually mm-hmm. do three really thin layers. And by the okay. third okay. layer, it looks something like perfect. Like, oh, that's pretty. Well, you've done a good job. Yeah, that's nice. So this is what they all look like until I mm-hmm. ran out of time as a person. And then all of them, <laughs> all of them have yeah. now dents and dings oh, no. and chunks missing. And the first time yeah. it happened, I was like, it's fine. I'll it's put okay. a design on it. Yeah. You know, it'll be deliberate. I'll, I'll cover it in glitter or something. Turn the bug into a feature. Then the second nail, third, fourth, like they all but two, th- they've all but three been oh, completely no. chipped. Uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. now I just think I'll probably take them off and look like a regular person instead of one that has time to go get luxurious nails done. Let's go get you your nails done. When I come to town, we will both get our nails done. 
no, I've decided not to spend money at those places anymore. They're very expensive for not a lot. So. That's fair. No, you are correct. Ugh, Captain, I'm so thirsty all of a sudden. It's been so long. I've just been waiting. Waiting for what? <laughs> I've been waiting. Last week, I had to wait 15 minutes for you to get here. Look at all the colors I used. Yeah, pretty. Dig! <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were trying to make me feel bad earlier because you prepped this whole thing and then you're like, you didn't prep it all for it. You just no, wrote titles. No, I was just being a butt. No, I was just messing around. Jeez, you are like super butt. Look at that super butt, man. Don't pout at me. Uh-uh. That's nope, 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 nope. I just have no way of knowing when you're like, like when your butt ramps are ramping up. <laughs> butt ramps. <laughs> I'm never at the stage where I need butt ramps. Okay, so the mom is leaving, and that means that most likely there was some story arc of connection between the two of them. First way you can tell is they said promotion, and it cut to the daughter. So, And then the second way is that she's surprised by the mother having to make some choices. So I'm um, just, it's to me, it's like, oh, yeah, that's what this is at. I can fill in the blanks from here. What? Holy shit! Oh, my God, what? Oh my god, they have dolphins on their fucking ship. They have dolphins on their ship. Woo! Yay, Sorritos! I knew the burrito could do it. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. 